This episode brought to you by Audible. AudibleTrial.com slash horror version for 30 days free to book to get you started. For your book recommendation, Jen Veratu. It's actually me. It's Mikey. Mikey, read a book, guys. I read a book. The Last Policeman by Ben H. Winters. It's about a policeman at the end of the world who has to solve a crime. Everyone else can read it, and Todd could shove that book straight up his ass. Oh, geez. Not going to be a virgin for long. I know. No, that's why he's putting it in my ass. Yeah, he still gets to keep it. Can't get pregnant. Mikey knows No, it's not about getting pregnant. Pregnant, it's about going to hell. <laughs> I've been there. I've been there. True. So, Audible Drop, <laughs> horror for 30 days free in a book to get you started and make that book recommendation The Police Watch? The Last Policeman. <laughs> the Last Policeman by something or other. Ben H. Winners. That's the one. <laughs> this episode also brought to you by Nick, Nick B. B. Hey, Nick B. Nick B is one of our Burn It Down Patreon members. And Mikey, what did you learn about Nick B since last recording? Fun fact about Nick B this week. I've been stalking him online. Uh, he's very bad at geography and he was talking to Todd about it. Yeah, we were. Well, we were talking oh, yeah. about like the, <laughs> the states of in the U.S. Yeah, it was very funny. Yeah, I thought the Yeehaw state needed to be expanded. <laughs> yeah, the one of the four states. And it was like L.A. Yeehaw. What? Disneyland. That's the, that was the other one. That, yeah. That's all of them. Nick B, Google has a great app called Google, Google Earth. Earth. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, you should learn it. This episode also brought to you by John, John, John. who we all love. Yes, we all like John. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sure. My fun fact about John is I hate him. No, no, no. <laughs> my fun fact about John is he's not my real dad. <laughs> fun fact about John is I, he's got borderline high blood pressure. <laughs> <laughs> it's when it's almost high. It's like what? on the higher end of medium. Your fun facts about John are strange. <laughs> very aggressive. I actually like that one, though. It's like, fun fact about John, he has astigmatism. <laughs> Your fun facts do not fall within the HIPAA regulations. <laughs> no, I just stood behind him at a Walgreens when he put his arm in the little machine and pressed the button. Oh it was in the God. yellow range. Yeah. So John's 65 and older. No young person has ever used one of those things. I've used those things to play with. They're fun. <laughs> How Whoa. bored were you? Real bored. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh, when I was a kid. Well, thanks for uh, supporting us, John, and I'm happy to support you. And please, God, John, send us some fun facts so we don't have to keep doing this. I love you, John. We really do, John. We appreciate. Stay strong. You. And if you guys want your very own Patreon shoutouts and want us to make up fun facts about you, apparently, go to <laughs> Patreon.com/slash Horror Virgin and uh, sign up for one of the levels there. Yeah, and we see you, Eddie and Veronica. Thank you. Ooh. We love all our patron people. They're awesome. Todd, can you bring the theme music in, please? What's the name of the cult? Uh, Give us all your money. Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't really roll off the tongue, per se, but I'm interested. We're dropping Virgin, and it's just going to be called The Horror, or Just the Virgin. Which one do you think? For reasons I like Just the Virgin. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to The Horror Virgin, everyone. I have not signed on for this cult thing. Yes! Oh yes. I'm Jen. I'm Mikey. <laughs> and, and I'm your horror virgin, Todd, which means I don't like scary movies or being scared in general. And these two make me watch <laughs> scary movies and make fun of me. And For joining those two today yeah. is friend of the pod. Yeah. <laughs> What's up? Yeah, How you doing? Hey, doing Jacob good. Hopkins. Hey. Yeah. I've, from I've Modern this, Horrors, we should say. Sort of. Yeah, I mean, I'm basically from your podcast at this point. I've been I on your know. podcast more than uh, a podcast of my own. <laughs> <I think laughs> you know what? That is somewhat true. <laughs> so uh, I did open up the theater room 
to the HV crew yeah. yep. anytime they want to use it with oh, or well, without me. So yeah, and you made me watch Last Shift on mm-hmm. it, and it is very scary. I For hated reasons. this movie. Yes, yeah, and you demanded this because you right. demanded not just that we watch it, but that we watch it here too. Yes, and yeah. I so we're on location. Yeah, we are on location. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, we are in Jacob's theater room. Got to have the surround sound. And that's a yeah. big part of this movie is the surround. It really is. The sound yeah. design is amazing in this yes. movie. Mm-hmm. Like, and honestly, I'll, I'll say this. I didn't like this movie. I sort of hate all scary movies. And this movie is very scary. And I hope to never, ever watch it again. There are some movies I would watch again that were scary. Like Aliens, I'd probably watch oh, yeah, again. Yeah. It's a good movie. Um, I hated this movie. It was a lot scarier than like an alien. So, like, yeah. that makes me never want to watch it again. And I really felt like the ending of this movie was like a huge cop out. And we can talk about that when we get to Oh, it's a good one. But I didn't like it. I I did that for the joke, and I also didn't love it. So anyway, how did you guys feel about it? So I had seen this movie before. But the first time (laughs) I watched it, I watched it while my daughter was taking a nap. And during when it starts to get really intense, she started opening her door like every 30 Ah, seconds. And it made like a... Because the door's a little bit ajar. So it scared the shit out of me. And then I kept having to pause it every like seriously 60 seconds to get up and... Tell her, get her back in her. Doesn't room. that make it easier to watch though? It made it easier to not be scared because I yeah. kept coming out of the moment, but it was like impossible to watch. No like, joke. I, I thought at one point about asking if I could just go to the bathroom so I could just sit in there and take a break. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Like I did not have to go That's to the like bathroom. Me at work. <laughs> oh, I've taken a 15 minute shit just because I didn't want to work. That is true. But no, I just needed a break. Like I didn't do that. I powered through, but I seriously, it was a bit much. It's very tense. I now have a mantra of just fuck payment movies. I hate them. This and Hereditary are both payment movies. Oh, yeah. I saw this movie. I don't remember when, but I don't remember. I didn't remember like any of it. So maybe I didn't even finish it because it was like kind of scary. Oh, maybe so scary that I wouldn't watch it by myself on Netflix. (laughs) Maybe you got too scared and turned it off. Because it's a possibility. Or maybe you went to the bathroom and then just forgot that you were watching a movie because you were in there so long and then didn't finish it. (laughs) Your legs and fell asleep and everything. You couldn't get up anyway. So it's like you guys are there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, So I I really enjoyed 99% of this movie. And then, like Stephen King, it just goes away yes! right at the end. Well, I don't know about Stephen King's writing. That's that's your assessment, not mine. Jen is about to give you double barrel fingers. Yeah, there we go. And I, I just, I, I didn't like the ending, but yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I didn't think you guys would like this ending because you guys typically don't like endings. Well, like Todd and I, Todd hates horror movies, but I don't like the trope at the end where it's like the whole movie becomes pointless because there's another ghost, or it's like they're actually dead, or you know, like the diary. Stuff. This is the same ending as the Diary of Jane Doe. Ex- yes, autopsy. Of Jane Doe. Sorry, yeah, the diary of Anne Frank. The diary. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, the autopsy of Jane Doe. Yeah, yeah. So this was one of the first MH review for the podcast things we'd ever done. Mm-hmm. This was before my daughter had come along. I was at the house by myself, middle of the night, which is when you gotta watch it in the dark mm-hmm. uh-uh. with headphones on. Uh-uh. Uh and yeah, it was creepy. With because, headphones on? Oh yeah, dude. So I couldn't I tell what myself. was like real sound and what uh-uh. wasn't real sound. No. Uh, so I was definitely very creeped out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and I, I remember having fond memories of this as I have every time I've been on this fucking show. Oh. But for once <laughs> it actually <laughs> held up. I was like, oh my God, it's still a fucking good movie. It's still fucking good. Yeah, it's like there's yeah. a thirteen goes where it's like, No guys, it's <laughs> yeah. good. And I'm like, Yeah, this one actually <laughs> This one's actually good still. Uh, so I was pretty stoked. We have ruined some movies for you. You really have. I should, should have just left him in the past. I know. All right. Well, Jen, let's get into this fucking movie because it terrified me. It really did. Yeah. 
All right, so we start with our cop. Do we know what her name is? Lauren? Lawrence? Lorenz. Lorenz. Yeah, Lawrence. Officer Lorenz. Her name yeah. tag is right here, Jen. Mm. <laughs> I was looking at her eyes, Mikey. They were green. Well, that was your mistake. <laughs> Mikey, your eyes are green. Well, and so I think Mine are blue! <laughs> Allegedly. I Listen think- to the paranormal activity. I <laughs> don't get that because that shit was hilarious. She's just not really interacting with that many people, so I didn't pick up her name. Yeah, she's honestly by herself almost the entire movie, right? So she does. She's a the actress's name. I do have that is Juliana Harkavay, and, and she's, she's actually great. done some stuff since this. What's like she she's, done? I think she's done some um, like CW hero TV shows. Oh, like yeah, the Arrow, the Arrow. Arrow, that's Dead. Right. She was oh, in she was in Dolphin Tale. Oh. I love yeah. Arrow. Her name is Jessica Lauren in this oh, one. Oh, Jessica Lauren. Jessica yeah. Lauren. I'll say she is great. This movie with a not as good actress... Not oh, a good yeah. movie. Because like, you're with her the entire yeah, time. It, it rests on her shoulders. And you can tell she's a good actress because when she is in scenes with other people, she like acts heads and tails above them. Yeah, like the sex worker. Yeah. yeah. Everyone else is not as great as she is in this film. Okay, yeah. so we start with her in her cop car and she's talking to her mom. So yeah, so she's in her cop car talking to her cop mom on her cop phone before yeah. she goes to her first cop shift. It's her first shift, but it's the last shift at this precinct. Oh, right, because they're shutting the it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They are, yeah. And so we're setting up the kind of the she's talking to another asshole cop who we had a debate about whether or you not mean once she goes in yeah yeah once she she doesn't really talk to her mom too much well, no her, I mo- mean, her mom's really worried about her and all yeah. and like and she's like mom leave me alone i'm just this is my first shift and yeah. blah 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 yeah. mom yeah it's like only for exposition so we know yeah. who she is we know it's her first night like that's just for right. exposition but as we find out later her mom probably is rightly concerned about her yeah. being a cop now well she's going to work in the police station that her dad died in yeah I think he actually died on the scene yeah he died on yeah, the scene yeah he did die in the line of duty right and right. He, that I don't yeah that was his police station I don't right. mean like Correct. he died working at like that police station in that station. actual location yeah, I don't think he died in the building he I did. think he died on no, their, he, he on their the compound or whatever right yeah at the yeah. ranch so she goes into the station and we find out it's her first shift on the job, but this police station is being closed down and they've already moved everything else over to another station. There's just some hazmat material that has to get picked up by the biohazard people. So her job is just to stay there until they get there. It's like evidence, though. It's not like right. like they're going to clean up the bathroom. Yeah, it's, it's like, like bloody it's, clothes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it takes a special team and they're like the Comcast of hazmat people that they will be there between 10 p.m. and, and 4 a.m. Yeah. yeah. So she just has to stay there the whole time. Babysitting and, duty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And this guy's just a dick. So I've called him the asshole. Asshole every, sergeant. Asshole now he sergeant. is acting very strange yes. when you walk mm-hmm. in. It's not like, oh, what's up, Captain Dickhead? It's just yeah. like, what's up? off weirdo yeah, yeah well he's like beating what looks like a vending machine or like a locker <laughs> yeah, or something like i want a- my pretzels ah! <laughs> i mean we've all been there when the machine steals your dollar i would 100 percent punch the vending machine and burn down the building because it's haunted just because it stole my dollar <laughs> i think we gotta educate you on like what is haunted or not haunted. no right if like it steals if really your dollar down into the- this room did right. you think this room was haunted this room is fucking haunted down? so like Come if your pretzels get stuck halfway the vending machine that's ghosts yes okay yeah. ghost pretzels no burn the building Do not let down. Todd anywhere near anything I just think you're an arsonist I don't think you I even think are scared <laughs> all right I will tell you a story when I was 13 there was a fire ant hill outside on my in my yard and mm-hmm. I poured gasoline on it and set it on fire. You thought now they're fire real. ants like fire? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, fighting fire with fire, guys. Now they're real fire ants. 
They Jeez. were not there the next summer. All no. I'm saying is Peter's going to leave a review on this episode, and it's not going to be positive. <laughs> it's going to say, Todd is sexist. <laughs> now, asshole leaves, and she's reading her book, which I thought was going to be a fun, delightful novel that she no. would be reading. Nope. It's the policeman's handbook, and she's like five pages in. Yeah, she's five pages <laughs> into the fucking police handbook, yeah. and she's already a cop. Yeah, I imagine this better be a second read through. It. It yeah. Okay, so she had to go through police academy. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I work a lot with police officers in my work. I was envisioning Mikey's on a lot of episodes of Cops. <laughs> 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 no, in real. my line of work, just uh-huh. just shirts off, yelling at his like friends. <laughs> There's one department that has an officer Mahoney in it. What? And so oh when I call, God. I just go Mahoney. <laughs> I would do that every time. That yeah. makes perfect sense. And make. he doesn't think it's funny ever. Oh, I think it's hilarious. You're probably oh, the first person to do it too. So. They're very serious. <laughs> They're very serious. <laughs> so anyway, she probably went through a big training thing, and then by like she's reading the handbook when she gets there, when she's staying up all night. Just I think it really shows you her character yeah, and why she, really she makes all these bad job. decisions later because she's a goody two shoes brown nosing yeah. type A person. Mm, yes, bootlicker. Yes, yes, absolutely. She's also female and knowing that she's probably about to step into a very male dominated situation yes, and wants is. to prove herself and wants them to not like excuses. <laughs> I mean, I'll say this. Women she have is, to be above and beyond. To be she is seriously. much braver than I ever would be. Oh yeah. Todd would have burned the police station down the second the light started flickering. <laughs> like 20 minutes after the first scare happened, I turned to Mikey and said, imagine how far I could have run away from this building after <laughs> shit started going off. I took notes about oh, those you, yeah, 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 I hear what you're saying, Jen. Like, like, she's got to prove herself and work right. harder than somebody else. Not but right. also, like this leads her to making bad decisions way above and beyond. Yes. Just like, I need to work harder because this is a male-dominated field. Yeah, I agree. I think more importantly, though, and it goes into, you know, detail later, is how much she wants to prove that she belongs because of her father. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So... To make her father proud. Right. Gender be damned. She wants to prove daddy, you know, his legacy, right? probably grown up in this culture of, like, you go above and beyond in the line of duty and, you know, you don't... You don't... You have to be brave and you have to not be afraid and still continue. She yeah, well, keeps repeating that mantra over of like, you know, you've got to protect and so, whatever she's doing. She the says woman. it like a prayer. Yeah. But she wants yeah. to be a dork about it and memorize the manual. That's like <laughs> the white from the office police officing. It just cuts back to her bears, beats, Battlestar Galactica. Galactica. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She just says it over Although technically that's Jim. Don't at me office nerds. You could definitely be like, I know why she was assigned to the station by herself for the night. Yeah. Because they're like, I'm going to take a 15 minute break. This is not our sanctioned time for 15 minute breaks. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, we're going to need you to babysit the police station. Yeah. That's she's not down. Jim. She's Angela from the office. Yeah. Mm. I can see that. Although yeah. a little more delightful. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. So, so, yeah, so Sergeant Dickhead leaves, and she's settling in with her book. It's Sergeant Asshole. Oh, well, Dickhead's his first name. Uh, Sergeant Dickhead <laughs> Asshole uh, leaves, and it's just her reading her Stephen King Police Academy book. Stephen <laughs> 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 King should write a Police Academy book. That would be great. Bum, 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 bum. Bad endings. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, my God. Jen is so mad at me right now. Mahoney! <laughs> Listen, I've never read a Stephen King book and never will, so he could be as great or as bad as anyone wants him to be. I don't care. He's amazing. I don't have a dog in the fight. Uh, All right. So where the fuck are we? 
Um, so it's the first scene. <laughs> <laughs> That's like going to be a good episode. 20 minutes later, we're oh, still dude. on the first oh, scene. God. So the blinking lights and hearing noises. And this is the first thing she starts to hear that is a little bit amiss. Yes. It's not amiss. It's just a blinking light. That's why we've all switched to LEDs. Are those the ones that have the patriarchy in them, Jen? They are. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's the gas that burns that makes the light go. <laughs> the inflated male ego. It's all the gas lighting. <laughs> All the gaslighting is it just is contained. It is gaslighting. It is a patriarchy. Yeah, that's what we really need to do. Spend the the point is, a flicking light is not a haunted house. I wouldn't burn it down quite yet. I, I mean, it's the first step, though. But I mean, yeah. like, it's it's like the gateway drug to haunted houses. It is. is. 100% every doorway you go through or, like, hallway you go through into a haunted house has a blinking light. And I say this as someone who's gone through, like, one haunted house and hated it. But hated the blinking it. light was there. Yeah. 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 And so she falls asleep and she drops her book on the floor because it's not interesting because she's not reading Stephen King. And, and so. listeners, it's, it, it, rookie mistake. She's oh. got a desk by the front door, and it's all glass. It's like a safe looking place, and she's there for most of the movie. She is, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's like a you know, it's right there. She's supposed to redirect people who walk up or whatever, and be like, "This is the wrong police station." Yeah, but yeah, she's just like sitting there like a security guard reading a book. Yeah, yeah. Nice. She, nice she in good. essence, is just a security guard for this police station. I mean, it's a good gig. Down. It is, yeah. Yeah, honestly, I, I couldn't do it because I would <laughs> be so scared to be in any place by myself overnight, yeah. whether it was haunted or not. <laughs> she's seeing these lights flickering. Yeah. She's hearing whispers, but nothing really happens. Yeah, and so she hears, she's, but she's starting to hear locker slamming now. Yeah, so the only thing somebody that, else might be in here. Right. So the yeah. only thing I remember that was like the first thing that actually sort of scared me was the, she goes into the locker room, opens locker 25 sees the picture of her and her dad although you don't quite know that's that way yet. later on it is yeah it's a little further down yeah. and so but so this is this is one of those movies where it's a lot of really creepy sounds like paranormal activity yeah they get progressively more intense and it's kind of hard to describe it sometimes because we'll just say and this time it's a little bit louder and this right. time it's a little more scary and, but yeah. there are some distinguishing things that happen in these freaky times and this it's unlike true. paranormal activity you actually see you do. badness yeah and that's part of what i really like about this movie because it's a it's the creepiness but it pays off, you yeah. know. Jacob was so right about the sound design and needing to have surround sound and, and mm-hmm. get the creepy vibe. And then also the way it's directed where like he sets up shots where you don't really know what's coming from or anything. I think yep. he did a really great job. I there's agree. a creepy vibe from the beginning. Yeah, I, I think yeah. the director did a great job of this. I did not like the ending. I thought it was a cop out, as I said before, but I Shots didn't like fired. Yeah, I think he did a great job directing. I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if he's still working. <laughs> That's what I noticed like this time more than the first time is yeah. some of these shots, like how like weird and unsettling they are and sometimes they're not traditional shots that make a little less sense than what you might actually frame something or they're yeah. like no, a little I mean, oddly shaky and it gives you this unease with yeah. the There is no like steady cam work. It's right. always a little shaky and when she's on the phone with Monica like there are some shots where she's barely even in the frame because right. it's like yeah. shaking so skew. much and it, it's mm-hmm. so mu- it's so zoomed in on her that sometimes yeah. she gets out of it because she's moving a little I noticed bit. though it started yeah. a little more like as the movie starts oh, yeah. it's very steady and like very yeah. traditional and then as it goes it starts getting more and more frantic uh, it's clever. It's a single location. It's the police station. Yes. yes. But you, you get a really good idea about the layout of the station. Mm-hmm. And they do a lot of great things with it. Unlike some of our movies that we've watched together, 13 Ghosts, where you have no fucking clue oh what's going God. on in that house. Yeah, yeah. DeBlossi does a good job. The director, DeBlossi, does a good job of like, really uh, he, he definitely has done his homework on other horror films where he sets up shots that are traditional mm-hmm. to make you think, oh, I'm going to do this gag. Mm-hmm. And then never does. There were a lot of scares that were not just yet, but I audibly yelled. Oh. 
yeah, cream. Yeah, yeah. Um, so now she's eating lunch in the break room because she is sophisticated. A huge dork. Like, because she is a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why would you eat in the break room <laughs> back by yourself away from the front? It's well, procedure, Mikey. This was a major moment of contention in the That's room. That's what she was reading in the police manual. She was like, what is the proper procedure for lunch breaks? Yeah. Right, it's uh, so dumb. In the break room. Okay, I've got to go to the break room. The microwave's gone. Like, there's nothing in there but a chair. Yeah. yeah. And her desk is nicer at the front. Yeah. I mean, she <laughs> did bring the most boring lunch of all time, too. That she was. Did. Yeah, the she brought the hairiest sandwich. Yeah, she brought the hairiest sandwich Dude. ever. So <laughs> she pulls hair out of her mouth, she does. which is gross as fuck. And it's it like really a long, is. the world's longest pube. She just strings out of her curly. mouth. It's covered with spit, so it was hard to see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So she hears a knock at the door. Yes. And she goes outside to look. And then she, I'm, I missed how exactly this came down because she was outside. You didn't miss it. No, I mean, the, you don't see the guy walk in. Yeah, because she, she's outside and she looks and then he's standing there. Yeah. Yeah, with his back to her. Yeah. In the lobby. Yeah. Yes, in the lobby. And it's almost like he was already inside. He yeah. knocked from the inside on the door. I believe there's a, a foyer. So he was in the first set of doors, but not the second set of doors. Yeah. Sure, but she walks outside yeah. and he's already in there. Yeah, so she sees him from outside the glass and he, he's standing there and he's got his back to her and he's just got long, dark hair and he looks kind of, like he might be a homeless person. You know, He definitely looks like... like I mean, yeah, tattered he looks clothes and yeah. like not showering. I've yeah. seen a homeless person. Looks yeah. like that. Got weird sores on his feet. No he does shoes. have weird sores no on his feet. No shoes, which is important. It is important and he's peeing on the floor and getting it on his feet. Which probably less important, but I've yeah. seen homeless people do that as well. But he's got open <laughs> I've feet. done that he's before. Getting, I mean, and I own a home. <laughs> uh, that's how you claim your house. <laughs> right? How else does Murph, your dog, know it's yours? <laughs> right. Otherwise, he's going to take over. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So he's peeing on his open sword feet. Yeah. Yeah. It's gross. And but like, you're in sterile, yeah, I was right? I going to say, you're yeah. very sterile. He's fine. He'll be fine. Everything's I've okay. seen Survivor Man. This is just Survivor Homeless Man. <laughs> it's true. He's made I'd it. watch that show. <laughs> Somebody call the CW. So he's just peed on the floor. And how does she get him gone? Uh, she pulls out her taser. She goes, I'm going to tase you. And yeah. I was like, I don't know about this police yeah. officer. And then he just leaves, right? No, yes. he mumbles to himself because he obviously has a severe and persistent mental illness. And then she pulls her taser and threatens to hurt him. So he doesn't comply. She puts the taser away, comes out with the uh, extendable baton, and then beats him out the door. Yes. I think she pokes him out. She just door. pokes him out the door. Yeah. She yeah. wanted to beat him aggressive. out the door, though. It yeah. was very aggressive. Well, he just peed on her floor. And All I'm saying is that cell phone footage of that, she's in a lot of trouble. That's right. She does make up for it, though, by leaving boots outside for him. She does, yeah. So she's about to go clean it up, and then she hears some weird noises. And she goes, and she's looking through. She finds some shoes in, like, a break room, and she goes and leaves them outside for him. You know. Was it in a break cares? room, or did she, like, go to, like, the evidence room? No, she room? went to the evidence. That was That's the evidence room. She, yeah. she gave him murder boots? Yes. Yeah, it was very oh. suspect. This also yes. reminds me, I need to plug my upcoming video project series called Murder Boots. <laughs> <laughs> it's about a cat who wields a sword, but he kills people. <laughs> I don't understand why she would give him evidence boots if she's supposed to follow all the rules. Because they weren't in the hazmat thing. So. They weren't. I honestly don't know if they were evidence boots or not. Know, yeah. They were just in she the... Because the, they might have yeah. been in the file cabinet room. Yeah, I they might have been. I, I honestly know. think they're his boots because I think he's like too. spooky ghost man or at least was oh, somehow yeah. involved mm -hmm. and they just happened to be his boots. They were his boots the whole yeah, time. Yeah, she was just like drawn to pull those out. And then she goes back to her desk, I no, guess? No, then she goes in the men's bathroom and there is shit everywhere. Oh, yeah. And Literally everywhere. Disgusting. Yeah. There's shit so high up on the wall you could not do that with just... You have to use your hands. Yeah. Like that would be 
be hands. Yeah. So now she goes into the yellow locker room and she's looking through. She's looking through at the yellow lockers and she sees locker 25. This is the first time I legitimately had like a little a startle. I wasn't super scared. Oh, yeah. But she like opens the locker 25, grabs the p- picture of what? It was her dad's locker. Yeah. yeah. Right. She you knows that. We don't really know that. Yeah. Person. We don't know yeah. that yet, but it was. You're right. Because we see a picture in there. Of an that, old bald man with a kid on his shoulders. Yeah. It says Cuddlebug. Daddy and Cuddlebug age right. like seven or something. Right. Yeah. That's sweet. It is. And then like it, like the only locker that was open was locker 25. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts in such a way that you see the whole room and all the lockers are open. Yeah. And that was, that startled me. I was like, <gasps> yeah, yeah. It's very unsettling. Cause you don't hear any of it either. No. You know? Well, that's why I, t- I told Todd this story during the movie. Cause uh, I have ADD. Yeah. So like when I cook, I like open cabinets and stuff to get to cook all the stuff. And I don't realize that I don't close the cabinets. So I was like, Todd, this has happened to me after I cook dinner. I just like sit down to eat and I look up and all the cabinets are open. I'm like, <gasps> you're communing. <laughs> Mikey, are you there? <laughs> I think he might just be haunted. I, yeah. By himself. If I was haunted, I'd feel more sorry for the ghost. <laughs> Honestly, Mikey, I think he may just be like a blackout alcoholic. (laughs) So the phone rings again, and we forgot to say this the first time because the phone rings and a girl named Monica has called. Right. And she's saying, help me, help me, help me. I'm kidnapped. They're after me. Yeah. The other girls are dead. So then she calls the station to report it. The actual police station. Yeah. And they say that they have rerouted all the calls. So if you call 911, you're not going to get this phone. The operator's annoyed. He's like, no, it's just not happening. Yeah, it's yeah not possible. they're all mean to her. I mean, we do find out later in the movie that the reason that's happening is because that person, well, honestly, it's she's hallucinating yeah. or whatever yeah. because the cop out twist at the end. But the guy on the other line says, well, they may be calling that station's yeah. specific yeah. phone number and not 911. Have her hang up and call 911 and that way we can trace it. And then it. she's like offended yeah. because he, you know, she's yeah. like, well, you can't do anything? Like Trace Lines like, no, I'm not like magic police. <laughs> you need to tell her to call 911 so we can get her in the system. I'm not Gandalf. I can't do magical things. But this is when we find out that they must be calling the station directly. And they never said the phone was coming from inside the house. Because it wasn't. The right. call was coming from inside her brain. <laughs> or inside the I phone. mean, because that, so none of that shit was happening. So do you think there was a ghost or you think she go, she's going crazy? She's going crazy. I mean, th- we know at the end it's just she's going crazy. Which is why I think it's fucking stupid. Mm. I think it's ghost. I think the ending's real ghost. dumb. We're going to have some hot ghosts. I mean, yeah, it is what it is, but they prove at the end it's not ghosts. We'll wait. We'll yeah, wait. We'll get we'll there. Get I'll there. drop there. some hot we'll evidence on you. But she says she's calling from the ranch and that the people are coming in and she's hearing pigs. And so that'll come back to play. She also hears from um, the biohazard people and they say that they work for Comcast also. And so they're running behind and they may be there by four. So then as she's talking on the phone, we see something moving behind her. There's like these lockers, these file cabinets, but there, I imagine there's just not enough room for them to have as many as they need. So they move on like kind of cranks. We've got those cool, like, yeah. Like stacks in the library. Yeah, they're kind of cool. This is when Todd started to be real mean to everyone (laughs) and said he would have shot the filing cabinet. Yeah, I would have. I would have emptied my first clip into the filing cabinet for sure. And this is when Murph the dog went over to give you a hug and sit next to you. Murph was very sweet to me. Yeah. Okay, so the next thing we hear is lots of banging, and we find out that the filing cabinet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we did. We hear some loud noise. I apologize, listeners. Set that up again inadvertently. (laughs) 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 So we see the filing cabinet was tipped over, and she goes into kind of the evidence room. Not the evidence room. It's like the filing room. And she's calling in a possible breaking and entering for the station. 
And this is the first time she starts to hear singing. Yeah, the, the hymnal type song. Like, yeah, it sounds yeah. like a church hymn. Mm-hmm. And this is when the lights go out and scared the fuck out. Oh, this was yes. scary. And yeah. then the red lights came on. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so she goes back into the storage area and um, she sees the homeless man who is up on top of the filing cabinet. Full stop. This is when she should have left the police station. And got help. <laughs> kind of agree. Yes. Yeah. Once you think someone's in there and the power goes off, you should never enter a building by yourself, even if you're a cop. Like, you need to go and report this and get help yeah. and all this other stuff. Again, I think this is because she wants to prove herself she can handle mm-hmm. these kind of situations. Not saying it's a smart decision. It's against I'm policy. I'm just saying I understand why she's Honestly, she would be reprimanded for doing this, yeah, exactly. even if she lived through the night, which she doesn't. Spoiler alert. Because she, it's because she's by herself. Yes. Yeah. Well, so she sees the homeless man, and he's up on top of the files, and she climbs up there and subdues him and handcuffs Yeah, he's him. throwing yeah. down files, and she's yeah. like... Put your hands up and then like goes up there and throws him to the ground and was like, get on the ground. I'm like, you're up high on a filing cabinet. Yeah. She does handcuff him to which she makes me wonder yeah. how the fuck did she get him down? Yeah, it yeah she just throws him off. Did you just roll him over? Yeah. Yes. He is now wearing the Well, boots. that's how he could get up there. He got some pumped up kicks and just jumped mm, on the top shelf. Better run, yeah. better run. Right. I will say I oh, like this God. whole <laughs> setup because unlike some of the other horror films out there, it's like very bright to start with. And then oh, when yeah. it's dark, mm-hmm. it just films it in the dark with you know, the extra lights, the flashlights, the red lights. Or whatever. like her police flash. Yeah, her police yeah, flashlights. So they're the like trying light. to like replicate it so you can kind of see. Right. I and, like but you that. can hear. Yeah, you can hear and then you can see what he wants you to see. Mm-hmm. This gets to like, this is almost the like one of the scariest moments for me. And that's when she locks him being the oh, homeless yeah. guy in the cell that's there. Mm-hmm. And then she ends up in the cell with him. That's when this happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and she's got to drag him in and then yeah. they're both in there and the door slams. You're like, yeah. oh shit. Mm-hmm. But, it, but this, that scared me clearly, but you can still see everything. When yeah. the lights goes out, she loses her flashlight and then someone is holding her flashlight and you assume that it's the homeless guy. But yeah you remember his hands are cuffed behind his back and then, and then it illuminates him mm-hmm. and you're like, well, there's a third person in here with them holding this flashlight. That right. scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Such a clever design too, like an easy, yeah. Yeah. easy mm-hmm. trick. Yeah I, yeah. I hated this man. So <laughs> yeah, much. It was very so, well done. And it wasn't like jump scary. Like it was just effective scary. Yeah, because you yeah. know somebody is holding that. Like doing these kinds of things and giving space for us to imagine things because it's a couple, it's like 10, 20 seconds of somebody holding Holding the flashlight while we think that the, it's the homeless man. And that's scary because we don't right. know what this person's going to do. And then we slowly realize it's not him. And it's still the same kind right. of shot. Oh, yeah, because we're, we're thinking it's scary because, oh, my God, he's out of the cuffs. Right. Yeah. And yeah. then you show him in the cuffs and you're like, oh, this is way more Fuck. scary. Exactly. Yeah. And you're, and you're hearing the, the things. Yeah. And you're hearing the whispering and the singing, yeah. the hymnal singing. Yeah. it's I hated the scene and a so lot. he's doing these things and he's allowing them time to sink in. So you're creating these other things and you can't see anything. It's her turn We talked about this that. a little bit out of order because what happens is she's banging. She's trying to get out because all of the lights in the precinct are out and she's shining the flashlight outside the window. And this is we see Starface yeah. in yeah. the box. And that's when she drops the flashlight. Starface being like a, someone with a bag over their face with the, the No, no, it's like a zombie it. guy with a star carved in his I face. I feel like sometimes it's got a bag over the face and sometimes there's not. Well, there's two women. They have the bag yes. and then uh, Payman himself is yeah. cut in. And his it's face. an upside down star cut into his skin. Some and of us actually, call it a pentagram. Is it a pentagram <laughs> if it doesn't have a circle around it? I believe it has a circle around it. On, oh, on does it? I guess yeah. it's just the, the outside circle is his. Uh, bone structure. So that now too. she sees Starface and she drops the flashlight and that's when we don't yeah, know yeah. who it is. And that's yeah. when that whole flashlight sequence happens. Right, that's scary yeah. as fuck. And then she's hearing whispers and she's hearing, um, please let me out of here. Do you want to get out alive? And she right. reaches for the flashlight and then we see a bloody bag person 
around her. And this is one of the girls, we realize. And she's got like the star face. It's like she had a bag over her face and the star pattern bled onto the bag from the inside. Because you can still kind of see the pattern. No, it, it, they they drew it on. You actually see them draw oh, it on right. the bag yeah, towards yeah, the, the end. Yeah. yeah. I just, the whole bag looks wet. And when I say bag, it's more like a pillowcase. Yeah. That's just soaked in water, but the blood is stained where they painted it on what happens to be a year it's ago. It's nasty. It's it, very it gooey. It's yeah. real gross. And it's really affecting and scary too. I really like the design of this too because it's simple, but it's just it's very upset. Silent Hill esque. Yeah, yeah, it is. Hate, yeah, but not CGI. It. No, you know? no, no, no. So she sees the bag person around, and then suddenly the lights on and the doors are open, and so everything's okay. And you guys said, and I agree, she handles this like a boss. She just walks out. She closes yeah. the Jam. door. Like, yeah. well, that's the thing that happened. <laughs> she starts reciting the policeman's code and then doesn't leave. She doesn't leave. I mean, we've all been next to that guy who's so high, you get a little bit of a contact high. That's what happened. Maybe she should take the homeless man to the real police station to put him in the actual jail instead of some like. She should one tap him in the back of the head and run away and never come back. Well, and what you said at this point was was, you would have shot everyone and then yourself. Yes. It was terrifying. I hated everything about this. She goes to this terrifying experience, goes out of the room, closes the door, and then does this, this is my rifle, this is my gun, like thing (laughs) outside the door. And it's so dumb. Like, I would have run out of that building immediately. At this point, I lose, like, her motivation to stay there is, like, gone for me. So the rest of the movie, I'm just like, why are you doing this? Well, and this is when she calls in to report to Officer Asshole, and Officer Asshole is kind of a dick to her. And she's about to say, like, I'm seeing things. What she should say is, I have someone in custody. Yeah. Can yeah. you come deliver him to the actual police station? Yeah. Because this one is no longer in commission. It is an actual police station. Yeah. But what she says is she kind of backs off and she says, I'm happy to be on the force. And I think she just doesn't want to set herself up for like five years worth of hazing. Right. And if you need to kill that guy, you don't want him to know that you had a person in custody. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. But she, had, guy she, was made the her, whole time. she made her first arrest. She should be excited about it. They should celebrate she should. it. And she did. I mean, she was on top of a stack of boxes and she subdued that guy. Right? She got him handcuffed and nobody got, nobody she fell off. She also might have her first suspect death though right. in custody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You gotta, uh, gotta play this thing safe. Well, no, he, he hangs himself. So yeah, she <laughs> did have her first suspect death. Very, uh, and so this is when we meet Marigold. So she goes and she sees um, Marigold, who is a sex worker, who's kind of just lounging around outside the she police She looks station. like she has a black eye. She like, does, she have does a black eye. She looks like eye. she's hanging out by a police station because she knows it's a police station and she's afraid. And there's a, a truck that goes yeah. by. That Somebody's paying like, a little extra. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it seems like she's trying to like hang out by a police station to be safe. Yeah. Now, these and are all she, things we observe, but not the officer who just goes out and was like, you can't smoke here. Yeah, get away. She does say she feels safer here, though. Yeah. Yeah, after the officer what's her face yells at her i mean she if she is a sex worker that's illegal so you can't be doing that on it's true she's trying to give her an easy out exactly she could have arrested her i honestly don't think you can arrest a sex worker for smoking i think you actually have to catch them yeah it's called evidence or whatever i don't think you need evidence i've seen the news i know how this works i think mikey picked up on something though that she says with when she's talking about Oh, yeah, I was here or whatever uh, mm-hmm. in the cell when your dad was here. Right. Yeah. 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 So, so she says, wink, wink, nudge, nudge a little bit. And she says she was there that night and she was in the cell next to this is when we start to hear about the story of the payments. Right. Um, she said the cop's story was that she was they were killed on the scene. This is the the cult family. 
but that she was there and she knows that they brought them back and that they died in the holding cell. Right. And she could hear them singing and then they hung themselves with the bed sheets. The but man. it's hard to figure out the timeline because it's very hard. The cult is like they dress like the 60s. They dress like earlier time periods mm-hmm. and they kind of talk different than the And I want to say it is older because he doesn't have a picture in that locker of her being any older. Right. Yeah. She walks back in and she sees that there's snow on a TV screen in one of the rooms in the precinct. Is this the one that has uh, like a um, TV on every corner? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is when we see the questioning of the cult leader and the two ladies that get got. Yeah. We start to see the interview footage. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't really see any of the police officers. No, we don't see any of them. Yeah. But we see the cult leaders and they're talking about there's two girls and then there's the main leader whose right. name is Payman. John Michael Payman. And so they're talking about how they don't pray to the devil. Um, they're, they're talking about a lot of the mythology of Payman, who was, I think, one of the kings of hell. Yes. Um, and they're talking about stabbing people and they're humming a song. And it's just creepy stuff. And one of the interviewees, one of the girls starts smashing her face on the table. Yeah, it's really unnerving. It really is. Yeah. And they're cutting like there's one. So there's a TV in each of the corners. And one of these people is on each one of the TVs. So yes. it's like they're talking to her. And at one point, because I think we're watching it on the TV, but then we go inside the scene. So now we are... It's a lot of in and out with this. Yeah, it is. And we learn a lot about the cult and like what they did. And like these three people killed people, but they had more members. A lot of exposition. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, it is. But But it's not in a way, an interesting way. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And it's not in your face because I still feel like I don't really know the story of what happened. And I do feel like this movie sets up pretty cool lore. I do too. Yeah. And I think this has an, and I guess I can save it till we get into our grand debate at the end. But I think (laughs) this has a moment that tells you what is the reality of the situation. I agree. And so I, because he's talking, they're talking about how payment needs soldiers and they are, he's going to take them. They're going home tonight. And then he payment is looking right at the camera or her and says, He'll come back for you and all that you love. And I wrote her in parentheses and he, she, because we think that he's talking to the cop. And if the cop is her father, which we don't confirm because we can't see who the cop is, then this could be his revenge on the cop, the father getting. Uh, So cat's out of the bag. That's kind of what I was. The other side of that argument, though, is that. Her dad died on the scene. That's why I think her dad didn't die on the scene. I don't think it matters. But it also could be, I'm going to come back and get your family and everyone you love. If you look at it just as anyone who comes into the station or they're just haunting her. And like, there's a lot of, I mean like, and you you don't make sense of it, but it doesn't like annoy you because the whole thing has such a creepy, surreal kind of vibe that you don't know. And so I'm thinking about that. I'm like, Oh, I think it's honestly ambiguous on purpose. There's a lot of like, you know, you get to do mental gymnastics. Yeah. All right. So now the phone's ringing again. Oh, no, no. The chairs start spinning at her. Yeah, she gets oh, beat yeah. up by a bunch of empty chairs. Yeah, but did you see they're there one of empty, them? They're not one all empty, though. They're not empty. In the background, there was people. Did you see them? I saw. Mm-hmm. He said, the ones, I saw. The ones that actually hit it. her are empty. Yeah. 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 Empty chairs I think and they're empty there. police stations. You can't stations. see them at that point. Oh. <laughs> oh, so the phone's ringing. Monica's calling back. All right. <laughs> so she says that the other girls killed them. And it's a little unclear. And it's kind of... As direct as the sound or as intentional as all of the sound is, I think, because it's hard to hear what the person on the other end of the phone line is. And I think yes, that's intentional. Very we're much not, intentional. We're supposed yeah. to get just a little bit of what's going on. It's one of those where it makes you want to lean in and hear. Yeah. And, like, and then complain. Yeah, you know that you're putting yourself in danger. But you definitely yeah. do hear enough to know what's going on. Yeah. Like, do. it's not confusing. 
It's mm-hmm. just eerie, and you're like, oh my God, what did she mm-hmm. say? Because we hear her right. say they won't stop singing, and then she starts hearing the cult song singing. But I, I'm not clear if it's it, through the phone or if it's coming from around her. She says her last name is Monica Young and that she's 17 years old, and Officer Jessica Lauren tells her, call 911. Yeah. You can yeah. hang up and call 911, and she's like, I'm just going to ignore that. There's yeah. people out here. The calls sort of disconnect randomly. So the they call do. disconnects, and then the officer, Lauren, calls the actual police station, it gives the actual name and the guy who's working mm. the other side of that is like, okay, here's a code to give next time you call in to come right to me or whatever. I didn't yeah. quite understand that, but she uses it and it fits in the story. I didn't quite get it. It's probably a cop thing. I don't know. Sure. She and, asks if anybody's mentioned John Michael Payman right. name. Yeah, because she's starting to put two and two together a little bit. I actually right. like the dispatcher because he's like, remember there were other people in the cult. They could be prank calling yeah. you, you know, stuff like mm-hmm. that. And he says that the remaining members have scattered and are under constant surveillance but we hear a little bit later that that might be a little more of the official story that's not 100% true so that's where you could start to think maybe she's just a little scared and there are actual living cult people who might be trying to who are just fucking with her. her yeah yeah, yeah it's she's, like when the homeless man comes in and you can kind of excuse some of the noises as he was just dumping stuff around not the places on it just yeah. again more evidence of I need to go ask for help or right get out now did we 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 kind of glossed over a lot of the the pig reference References. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, because I believe the Payman family lived on like a pig farm or at least oh, some right. pigs yeah, yeah, nearby. Yeah. Uh, slang for cops is pig, which is brought up. Yeah. And then above her head is sow. Yeah, that's which right. Which is a female pig. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of reference oh, to yeah. slaughtering pigs. I didn't get that either. I didn't get that yeah, at all. I'm, I don't, I'm so. not a pig you're farmer. You're so smart. Well, right, you're and, welcome. Okay, so she hears whistling and then more noises. And she's going around and looking through and kind of trying to find the source of this. And she looks in and she sees a bunch of office chairs in a room. And then she looks another way and looks back and they're all stacked up like in Poltergeist. Yes, it's a very Poltergeist Poltergeist moment. Yeah. And then this is when she thinks that, oh, this whole past 20 minutes of scary, scary shit has been them playing pranks on me. Yeah, them just Which is that I would have bought that reaction if it was like the first thing that happened. The shitty bathroom. Yes. Mm -hmm. Or like the first thing that happened. But like we're, I don't know, man. There's no way that this is all pranks. So now we hear banging on the door and it's Officer Price. And this is their little police person version of a meat cube. Officer Hunky. Let's dial that back and just say he has a really long arm. You're you're not he wrong. Does. They, they are cartoonishly long. He He's and definitely you know a knuckle dragger. Somebody recognized that and was like, "Hey, you, you need to tuck your thumbs into your yeah, belt loop yeah. for the rest of the scene." And he did. Well, it's yeah. because it's like the gun is at his hip, huh? but his hand goes like two to his feet knees. past. All I'm his saying hand. is he can scratch his knees, his knees yes. without bending over. Yep, <laughs> it's very freaky. You know? He's like 85% Neanderthal. (laughs) Straight gorilla arms. He is nice. And they're talking in this, there's a little bit of a flirtatious vibe once he kind of promises that he's not messing with her. Yeah, she opens the door, she's like, I'm so tired of your pranks, is it just Mm -hmm. you or the more? And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. They're both like involved in it, they're both kind of digging it. This is how I don't get in trouble at work. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) and so they're sharing. Not kosher, but still cool. (laughs) Right. (laughs) <laughs> they're sharing stories she tells him about the homeless man and he talks about a guy time a guy shit all over his police car and then he says he just stopped by to see if she's okay because he knew her father yeah he was on the, in the line of duty with her father yeah and he was right. there the night that her father yeah died. man he yeah. really lost his head that night right and Ooh, so that kind of I see su- what you did mm. nailed it so that kind of surprises me though <laughs> that the rest of the police force is not feeling protective of her too you know imagine that if they died I in the line of duty that. okay yeah 
I imagine and, and, and my thoughts want... are that she's not a cop. Oh, yeah. we'll get to it. She's not. Right. Really you have a like a whole like memento esque theory. <laughs> oh, I, see yeah. what, I see what you're working with. Yeah, she's not. A cop. I love this scene because it's like, do we already talk about he's dead? No, we haven't gotten oh. there yet. Spoiler. <laughs> 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 but okay, so he tells her the story, and he said they were supposed to wait, but he and because he was the father's partner, but they could hear the girls begging, and he went in and tried to rescue the girls, and they both got, and the father got killed in the line of duty. Yeah, but, but he, he says, saved seven girls or something like he that. Says, he was like, able to get. Seven, girls seven yeah. but two policemen were shot, including her father. And what we find out minutes later is that he was the other one. Because... This is a creepy scene because he turns around to leave yeah. and like there's a hole in his head. Yeah, it's like the Sixth Sense scene. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. But I like the scene because it's like, you're a ghost. You get five minutes to go back and like do something, and then uh-huh. all you do is like flirt with a cute because <laughs> I'd be, be like, all right, I'm gonna go back and see what I can do, like influence things. I'm gonna see like, if I can give her this ghost dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like, I, he's, it's like if I was a ghost, I'd be like, oh, turn that frown upside down. Is that a frown smile? I mean, like this is like an actual yeah. quote. And he's like, a frile. He calls a fry- it a frile. Is yeah. it a frile? Do you call it that? No, it's called bad writing. He oh. does say something like he tries to be witty, and he does yeah, call yeah, it like a bad a witty is good flirty. Okay. It depends on what uh, you look like. Honestly. Is it though? Uh, yeah, it is. Let me tell you. But I think this also sets a precedent too, though, that like just because you didn't die on scene doesn't mean you don't you're not right. necessarily right. involved with this uh, mm-hmm. this haunting. But he goes and flirts with a girl, then he has to go back to heaven or whatever, and then he's like, "Oh shit, I forgot to send a message to my kids." <laughs> <laughs> and I think of it kind of like he's like a benevolent spirit. He's like a reassuring figure. But you could also see it based on kind of some conversations she has with her father. Is he kind of reaffirming her guilt need to stay in this precinct instead of leaving too? Yeah. Because that starts to escalate later on too. Yeah, I think there's an argument to be made that he's not necessarily a good spirit. Right. He's yeah. just a, a tricky mm. spirit. I think there's an argument to be made that he doesn't exist. And, and this is all her psychotic break. But yeah. Interesting. I like that theory. All right. So now there's hearing more whispering and it's starting to get louder and she's starting to hear laughing and this is when she's this is part is really cool too she's in the um hallway this is when the cameras are spinning around mm. that we talked about earlier and this is i think when she's hearing noises and they seem to be coming down the hall yes. but there's nobody there so what i imagine is that there's invisible ghosts walking past her or running around yeah. yeah yeah and it's really effective for basically just somebody in a hallway you know this is when she's looking down the hall and she sees the body mm. with the the bag over the head scooting slowly into the hallway and i guess it's being dragged it's yeah we see like the world's drug, biggest yeah. marionette mm. Mm-hmm. Is what we're seeing. Yes. Yeah. And so then it gets lifted off the floor by nothing and um, starts kind of marionette walking towards her. And it's really creepy. You can see, by the way, it's like neck is craned. It's supposed to be hanging. Mm-hmm. And then, but like there's nothing there to hold it up. Right. Right. And then, yeah, yeah he's very marionette puppet-esque towards the Worst right. puppet show ever. Yeah. Definitely the worst puppet show ever. Okay. So then she hears the homeless man yelling and banging. And yeah. Because he's freaking out in the, in the stall. In the, in cell. the, cell. the cell. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. And I, every time I hear him, I, fr- I remember that he exists exists in this movie too because I just forget about him yeah time. I mean same and I've already yeah. the second time watching it and I exactly. still forget that he's which there which I think speaks to the effectiveness yeah. of the rest of the story um, so then he's banging on the door he says let me out and he steps aside and you can see the three people hanging in the cell and kind of jittering behind him it's yeah. really freaky but she's like nope and then she just goes and walks down the hall yeah I'm not opening that door are you no, insane no, either. Yeah. why would I open that door He's a perp. Sorry about your luck, homeless dude. Maybe he shouldn't have peed on her floor. He got what was coming to him, Jim. That's what Taco Bells are for. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Uh. Or 
the ground outside. He is a man. Maybe. <laughs> Are you saying women can't pee outside? No, they can. It's just easier and cleaner for men to. I believe a woman can do anything a man can do, Jen. <laughs> so she hears more singing and she's walking down the hall and we see, this is the first time we see this girl who's in her underwear and has got blood and glass all over her. Yeah, Mikey perked up a lot at this moment. Yeah. <laughs> and then y'all had a debate about whether it was hot. It wasn't. No. She's For just once, out of frame. Yeah, Todd wrong. was not into it. No. He straight kink shamed Mikey. I I, I'm not into kink shaming. I'm just not into whatever that was. That yeah. was not for me. I mean, she was a little oily, greasy. There was some, there was some stuff like on she her. She had glass sticking out of her. In I mean, it's dangerous for sure. And she was that's what makes it exciting, though. <laughs> <laughs> but she can't see her. She turns around and looks right where we have just seen her, and she's not there. So right. now she goes into a room with a mirrors and she hears more singing and she sees what at first I thought was a circle of girls sitting in a circle singing this, this is a cool song. Effect. This it is really a really is. cool scene. Because as she gets closer, you realize it's not an actual circle. It's a half circle right up against a mirror. Yeah. And so the other half of the circle, the faces we can see are in the mirror. And so they're singing and then they slowly turn the ones, the real ones not projected in the mirror, slowly turn their heads while the mirror girls stay still. And you can see that the ones not in the mirror have bloody masks on. And it's hard to describe, but it's really cool. Real creepy. Cause like in the background, they're still singing and they're still pretty. Mm-hmm. And th- th- that half circle singing as the other ones turn their heads and it's scary and, and bad. Yeah, yeah. And then the door shuts, lights go out, lights come back on and, everything's gone yep yep it's really unnerving it's I hate it. easy to be cheesy because we've all seen that effect somewhere else before yeah. right and sometimes mm-hmm. it's well more often than not it's kind of cheesy but not cheesy here somehow some way yeah, yeah. Uh, i really don't think there's anything in this movie that comes off as cheesy no you know? it's a lot of classic familiar gags but yeah. just done in a very interesting way mm-hmm. so then she goes into the hazmat room and everything is in disarray there are like needles stuck in the ceiling and stuff and there's like the outline of clothes laying on the floor too clothes that we saw the people wearing in the interview and then she calls the asshole from the beginning yes <laughs> and he and she checked her. and see about his pretzels did you ever get them out yeah don't call me back till you got your pretzels but he's still a dick yeah and she's saying i'm seeing things i don't know if i can handle this and so he says um did she did you pick the long wrong line of work and the yeah. apple fell way far from the tree so really shaming her yeah he's like shaming father. the hell out yeah. of her yeah he knew that was the button yeah. Oh, yeah. That one and was he's the an asshole. So he asks her if he should inform the captain of her resignation or if he'll see her at the end of her shift. So this is just more reinforcement of why she stays. Yes. And he sees her a little bit before the end of her shift. Yeah. He does. Yeah. So then she f- calls Hazmat again to find out when they'll be there. And they say, dude, I'm knee deep in shit, which yeah, for literally. another line of work, could they probably are knee deep in shit. Yeah. I think he says not. literally knee deep in shit. Yeah. So she says, well, I'll wait outside in my squad car for you. Yeah. And that's what I was like. Fucking finally. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Out of this building, you dumb woman. And she does. No. For she does. She does. And then the phone, oh, the phone rings. rings and it just brings her right back. back. In. Yeah. She yeah. knows it's fucking uh, what's Monica. Monica. Yeah. I think this is when we learn. This is this follow when the, the dispatch tells her what happens uh, to Monica. That's right. Because she calls back and gives yeah. her the reference number. And it's like, yeah, the bitch is dead. Right. Yeah. She's calling. Monica has said she'd escaped. And oh, then and is running through the woods. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think they're following me. So, yeah. Then the dispatch says she's been dead for a year. She was the last victim of the payment family massacre. Yes. They found her in the woods beaten to death. By a baseball bat. Yeah. 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 So, and I. 
I guess she's the girl that's chasing her around, right? Like what? the girl in the underwear that was crawling down yes, the floor. Yes, that's that's what I thought. But then, yeah. the, I don't think it has to be. But there's I no confirmation on, of that. Underneath but, the table. Okay, yeah, I thought so too because it yeah. does look like her face has been beat the mm-hmm. fuck up. <laughs> All right, so she thinks maybe one of the remaining cult members is prank calling her because they would know about that. Um, yeah, they'd be fucking with her. And so this is when the dispatch guy tells her, "Well, just so you know, the rest of the story is like what Marigold was saying. They didn't actually die on the scene. They brought them back and they killed themselves." in the holding cell right and the and guy since then yeah since then we've been hearing weird noises in the precinct yeah, and that's, that's why, why they're moving out yeah. and then again she doesn't leave no is this what yeah. she tries I think she to tries leave at this oh, okay. particular point yeah, though she sees the picture on the floor now yes that's oh that's right she mm-hmm. has the uh the, the picture moment with the hallway yeah yeah and so and this uh, is really cool too all the evidence photos are laid out mm-hmm. but first it's her dad the photo of his body and then we see more photos and they're perfectly laid out all down the hallway and this is happening like seconds away and one of them is officer price and we see his body yeah we um, see that he shot himself in the head uh he yeah shot in the head no he shoots himself in the head you actually see him do that in the movie guys but that's later he, in he the, does in that the with later. he does the finger guns yeah. why would he shoot himself in the head though i yeah. think this may be allusion to saying that they also drove him crazy mm maybe yeah because like you don't oh. see an exit wound it definitely looks like i mean the back of his head looks like right. an exit wound you never see an entrance wound oh on you're him. right so it if it goes through the mouth, mouth it yeah. would in fact blow that's what i thought yeah. oh, do you did that to her dad too so this is possible right since they already lied about Ooh. what yeah. happened like people dying on the scene maybe all of this is a lie and everyone died at the uh at which the is actually, and yeah. maybe the dad was the one it was the one interviewing and that's what i thought he did kill himself as well well yeah and that you know that happens a lot because people like suicide doesn't pay out in life insurance. There's like a big stigma against it. Mm-hmm. So like, right. especially if it's like in the family. And uh, the yeah. PR nightmare of that heroes. would be insane. Yeah. So it'd be way easier. They all just died on scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Problem solved. All right. And then the pictures catch on fire and she starts hearing really loud. Like noises. a ringing sound. Yeah. Yeah. Ringing sound in the interview stuff from the, the yes. TV thing that we saw earlier. And, and then she like passes out. Yeah, I think so. I think it just gets too loud for her. And she wakes up and she's laying on the floor. And, and she, the pictures are all gone. The fire didn't, there's no damage. Yeah. So the fire was all in her mind which all of this is. And she wakes up to her phone vibrating and she Mm -hmm. answers the phone. And it's her mom. Right. Yeah. And this is when she realizes that her entire belt is gone. Yes. Batman utility belt is gone. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And she sees someone walking. What's her mom say? We'll talk later about your sandwich, mom. (laughs) I gotta go get my gun back from a crazy woman. Yeah. No wonder dead. Never mind. It was mayonnaise, cheese, and hair. It's awful. (laughs) So she's walking down the hall and she sees someone. She's following her and then gets baton smacked by her own baton. Yeah, because she lost her utility belt, Jen. She lost all of her weapons. Hot take. I don't think this was a ghost. I think this was a real cult member. I think this was, too. I don't think that's a hot take. I think that's a yes, that's what happened. Yeah, I think this is. So it's not all in her head? No, it's all in her head. We'll talk about it when when we get to final thoughts. But yeah, (laughs) none of this happened. All right. So, um, but now there's a new girl here. And this is a girl we haven't seen before. And she's one of the members of the cult. And she's got the gun. And she's saying, to your point, she's saying, or the gun is on my belt the whole time. Yeah. None of this has really happened. And I'm... Crazy. And the girl's like, well, why don't I pull the trigger and let's find out? And the officer's like, well, let's not do that. And she's saying, um, I would do anything for this cult member. And I'm jealous because he took those two bitches with him and not me. And they're hearing more noises. And she's asking if she's seen 
payment tonight, and then she shoots herself. Oh, no, she says tonight is the one-year anniversary. Yes, this is where we find out it's the one-year anniversary. Yeah. And then she kills herself. Yes. Yeah. And then the cop, you know, tampers, tampers with, with the, the scene of a crime <laughs> yeah. and takes her gun back. It doesn't yeah. call for help. She's got to show up at the end of her shift with those pretzels or she's getting fired. <sighs> or <laughs> there's like seven bodies in a bag of pretzels. I know. <laughs> I did it. Yeah. Or none of this happened. Oh my. I think Todd's got an opinion about this. Though, yeah, maybe. none of this happened. All of this is in her mind. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it, I could see it that way. I mean, she's not even a cop, guys. We'll get there. Get, what happens next, Jen? <laughs> all right. So the phone is vibrator ringing, and it's really like angrily uh, bouncing all over the uh, counter. Oh, it's yeah. intense. It's intense. It's yeah. aggressive. Yeah. And it's Monica calling again, and she's laughing, and she's hanging up, and things are bouncing on the desk. And then we see there's Ghost Girl from the hallway underneath the desk right there. Who is Monica? And so she's creeping around, and she goes back into that kind of accordion file cabinet kind of thing. And she gets all the way in the back and Monica is kind of crawling over them and then gets down right next to her and gets right up in her face and doesn't really do anything. And then she's gone. Because it's all in her mind. Ah, takes from Todd. Oh. Still scared you. Yeah, it's very scary, man. So now she tries to get out, but the door is stuck. The door is okay. stuck and she tries to shoot the door and the, it's got the ecto glass so you mm-hmm. can't shoot through it. Yeah, But the bullets don't bounce off of it either. They no. disappear ecto, yeah. please. They do. Haunted it's almost like glass. it's not a real gun. Not a real police precinct. Interesting that. to hear your... Interested to hear your... No, she has a real gun. Oh, does she? Yeah, she kills three people at the end and then gets well, killed true. by a real cop. But she can't shoot through this door. Right. And now someone's calling her on her cell phone. She opens up and it's her dad. And he's saying that he's so proud of her. And it's kind of a touching scene a little bit. And she's saying, I became a cop for you. It's not touching. Oh, you don't think so? No, I, I think, think this is touching. once again another hoodwink. To yeah, I think too. so okay. too. But at first, you know, it's like, oh, well, love, yeah, I got to butter her up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Some and, of that demon butter up shit. But then it takes a turn because she's saying, I became a cop for you. And he says, then why are you trying to leave? Yeah. Why are yeah, you trying up. to abandon your post? Yeah. Like, no, he straight up says, aren't you prepared to die? Yeah. It's passive aggressive. Actually, it's active aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we see the homeless man's right behind her and he's walking around and she asks him this to get down on his scared knees. The shit out of me. It really did. I fucking hated this yeah. moment. I forgot about this one. I kind of did too. Yeah, so she gets I him did down. Not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm saying, as far as my second viewing, I, yeah. I was not ready Fuck. for it to come up again. Yeah. But yeah, so she, he gets, like, he complies. He does everything he asks, gets on his knees, then lays down. She handcuffs him, flips him over, and his face is like devil face. Yeah, and it's like his eyelids got cut yeah. off. Yeah. Oh, it's it's so like, scary. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, what's wrong with him? He looks different. It's so terrifying. <laughs> he needs some clear eyes. This, this is very yeah, dry. He, he looks infected. He's well, Ben Stein. Yeah. <laughs> Payman. Payman. I heard from Jessica's brother's sister's ex-boyfriend that Payman got sick and he's in the hospital today. <laughs> I would watch this crossover movie. Me too. I would too. Yeah. We should collect money for Payman's recovery. Payman's day off or whatever. <laughs> Save Payman. Yeah. <laughs> We're sitting on a gold mine. We really are. Yeah. We're sitting on a lot of gold mines in this episode. Oh, yeah, we are. Yeah. All right. So now the power's out again and she goes in. She sees in the cell that the homeless man has hung himself in the cell yes just like they did just like they did yeah and there's there's shit written all over the walls in blood maybe shit i think it's blood it looks more bloody than shitty but yeah you know you don't want to know no so i'm not investigating that i have an inside scoop that's fun about this particular scene because it's so much blood so yeah so when we talked to anthony way back many many moons ago uh, he was talking about how he didn't like fake blood. He just thought it didn't look mm-hmm. right. He couldn't get the right color, right. all this other stuff. So he's like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to get pig's blood. We're going to call a slaughterhouse. Mm-hmm. When they're doing their slaughters, we're just going to have them save the blood. We'll pay for it. We'll get it. Boom. So they do that. They've got buckets and buckets and buckets of blood. 
They're slinging it. They're doing all their designs and shit. And he's like, it was the worst decision of my life. A, does not look good on camera. B, when the lights hit it, it gets hot and congeals and it's nasty. And he's like, C, it stunk like you couldn't oh, fucking yeah. sure. oh, he's man. like so we immediately cleaned that shit up and went and bought a bunch of fake blood because <laughs> <laughs> there's a reason why they sell that shit because he was saying that the pig's blood was so cheap it was mm-hmm. super cheap oh, right. he's like there's a reason they sell the fake blood Ugh. interesting because there's a lot of it in this fucking room yeah yeah it's yeah. a good fun fact it was a fun fact but so there's like king of hell written all over the walls of the right. cell too and so now she calls in officer is in need of assistance because her suspect is now dead is this one her um, radio goes insane and then gets its first period. <laughs> I was going to say starts experiencing cramps and doesn't quite know how to handle it. Yes. But yeah, it does start bleeding a little bit and she throws it on the floor. Okay, so she's still in this cell because she sees Starbag face locks her in again. And so now she's there's like a, a sheet she's a on the wall. Learner. Yeah, she's real dumb. She's just dedicated. Yeah. And so now we're seeing, it's like a projection of the last, their last moments on a sheet in this cell. And they're like biting their wrists and using that to paint yes. on the paint This the is where stars. they're painting their, the, the stars mm-hmm. on their bags. Arts and crafts moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get bored in a cell. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and this is the only time you really see the cult leader's face become the pentagram the face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And cool eyes, cool teeth, yeah. right? And there's a really, really scary jump scare after this, but this isn't a jump scary moment. It's unsettling. Yeah, but it's not a jump scary. Yeah, because slowly you realize that he's not on the sheet anymore. Mm-hmm. He's in the room with yes. her, and that they are in the room behind her now too. And yes. I love how he did that because I didn't notice until he was like right in front of her. Oh, it was terrifying. Um, it was scary. And he takes the hood off and we see, we now see that it's the cult leader with a scar cut in his face. Yeah, because he didn't have a star on his pillowcase. No, right. he didn't. Right, now he just took it off and it was on his face. eyes and teeth too. Yes. Right. Yeah. And so this is now confirmation that it is not other members of the cult. It is the cult leader who's dead. Right. Yeah. And then the door is open and then we see Officer Price in the hallway who takes his fingers and shoots himself Gives himself some finger guns to the brain. Yeah, that's fair. And then I Literally, see, in his head. For sure. And then Starman growls at her. Oh, that scared the shit out of me. Out of I think that that's the loudest one. I yelled at the screen. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Proper use of a jump scare. I know some people hate them all around, but like when you use them sparingly and at Mm -hmm. the right time like that, it pays off. It pays off. And there really aren't many jump scares in this movie for as creepy as it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that was an earned jump scare. Like I hated the movie The Nun because there were just so many jump scares that were like, what? Where did that come from? Right. Like she just turns from that scene where you see the creepy pentagram face, sees Officer Price there blow his head out with the finger guns. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's still in that room. Like she, like they would be still coming at her. So it's a jump scare. Right. Because you're watching Officer Price. So it's like a, it's a well-earned jump scare. I like scare. that earned. Yeah. Saying, calling it earned. It's I like not it. Officer Price's fault because you have to make sure your fingers aren't loaded when you're cleaning them. That is true. Your Guys, fingers listen. Fingers are always loaded. Be <laughs> careful. I don't care finger if your thumb safety. safety is on. Uh, be safe. Never point straight. your finger guns uh, at yourself. You imagine that your finger is like a laser pointer, you know? Jen, quit pointing that at everybody. What are you doing? Whoa, whoa. That is not finger gun safety. <laughs> kind of a loose cannon. Your finger gun trigger control is awful. <laughs> <laughs> the safety's on, guys. It's almost like I didn't hear everything we just talked about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so she goes outside and she starts saying her policeman's lament again. Because I think it's, again, the tension is off and it's the lights are back on. And she her phone rings again and her dad 
sad. And he says, they're coming. You have to stop them, whatever it takes. And yes. she hears banging on the door and she sees people with hoods and like jeans and ra- and like hippie clothes. They look like cult members. They do yeah, look, they like, look cult like they're members. cult members. Yeah. And she's hearing things like she's hearing like pig noises and they're saying you're going to die, you fucking pig. And like the children will resurrect. And she's hearing all this and she's. Sh- Finally starting to shoot. And one thing, for someone who's had a gun on her this entire movie, she hasn't really drawn it, and she definitely hasn't shot at all. She she shot the door. That's right. She did shoot the door, but that's the only thing. But now she's shooting, and she's shooting at these people. Full-blown action. Well, and they are shooting back at her. That's right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's very much self-defense. Yes, I agree. And so she ends up shooting all three of them. And while she's doing that... She's hearing them say these things and the, the right. man, she shoots him in the leg and he's on the floor and he's like, he says, the children will resurrect. And he's just saying the culty shit. And then she shoots him in the head. I really was able to appreciate this scene this time around for the insane camera movement. Yes. It's like yeah. one very long shot that goes up and down hallways. And it is very, very cool to watch. It's like spooky John Wick. Dude, it is like <laughs> spooky John Wick. And it's it's really a, a, a highlight of filmmaking. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, he yeah. did a really good job. He I really did. hate this movie because I hate scary <laughs> things, but yeah. it's a good it's a good scare movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then she gets shot and we look over and we see it's the asshole cop. And for a second, I was like, he was in the cult the whole time. But then we no. turn around. Yeah. And no. And she she sees that it's not a cult member that she shot. It's one of the hazmat guys. Right. And then it shows the other two hazmat guys and they are not cult members. They're yeah. hazmat guys. And it shows kind of rewinds just a minute and it shows that he wasn't laying on the floor saying the creepy cult shit. He was saying, please don't shoot me. I'm here. I'm the guy you've been talking to right. on the phone. Yeah. Don't shoot me. And that she kills him. Asshole cop calls it in and says, officer down. We need assistance. And then we see the cult members kind of creeping in front because he's shining his flashlight at her. And then they put a bag over her head. Yep. And then and that's she, the no, movie. She, she starts singing the, the creepy song. She does. Yes. Yeah. She starts singing the creepy song. Yep. And that's the movie. And that's the movie. Right. Roll the credits. Yep. So for me, I think that she lost her dad a year ago. She found out they're shutting down this precinct. So she has a psychotic break and goes and kills people in that in that precinct. Interesting. Like you don't she's think not she's a, a cop. cop the whole time? No, hmm. I don't. You never see her in an actual cop car. Do you, is there, yes, in the beginning. She rolls up in a cop car. She does? Yeah. Are you yeah. sure? Yeah. Do you see the siren on the top? Yeah. Yeah, right, sure. Scratch that. But still, like but if you she's never imagining really... that she's got like a cop uniform on. She yeah. Could. yeah, I could see that. Yeah. So I don't think she's even a cop. Interesting. OK, I don't agree with that, but I could see that. And I think that's an interesting read of it. You yeah. know, and I think like what we were saying, there's just enough that you could read the entire film. that Sure. Way. And I think that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think she actually is a cop. I think all the shit she's seeing is actually happening. I think there are parts of it that are in her head, but that if another person were there, they may have seen the same thing. That's the way I. I don't like the ending of this either. I know what you're going to say. I feel like it's a huge Huge cop out. <laughs> I liked this movie a lot up until the last like five seconds. Me too. Because I think it would have been really great because I think the paranormal stuff was real. I don't think she was going psychotic. I think that's too much of a trope, and I don't like that trope either. I think it would be more interesting if there was other cult members messing with her too, trying to get to the ghost, and then like she escapes at the end or kills one of them and like gets out, and then like the the report says it was just like the two leftover cult members or something like that, but they're she saw there's paranormal stuff, but knows that no one will believe her. So they just blame it all on the two cult members and they kind of cover it up too. Mm-hmm. That would have been a cool ending for me. I think would have fit better. I don't like when protagonists just get torn down and destroyed. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. no point to this whole movie because of the way it ends. I think the better ending is it is the cult members trying to resurrect Payman and she fights them off and gets shot and then has to run to the other one. And it ends with the sun coming up and her running up to or like staggering up to the front steps. 
footsteps of the other precinct that they just built because that's like the foreshadowing they threw a dialogue right. like set up. I don't mind protagonists like self-destructing like sinister. He <sighs> totally is the architect of his destruction. Yeah. By his poor decisions. I don't think she ever did anything to go to past that cliff of like she doesn't deserve redemption. No she's a good at two right, shoes exactly. the whole movie. My first viewing was very much in line with your guys's like uh, yeah. that ending kind of ruined it. This time completely different reaction. Mm. So I think we've got three main characters that are real. That being Officer Lauren, the chief. Officer Dickhead. Uh, yeah, Officer mm-hmm. Dickhead and the homeless guy who I think is roughly somewhat cult related. Yeah. Do you Well, what about the girl that steals her gun? So I think she is actually ghost because she so? just shows up out of nowhere. Like the yeah. doors are already kind of locked. Everything's right. locked up. So mm-hmm. there's no way she can get in. So she's yeah. she's ghosty. And police precincts are designed that way so that people Correct. can't just wander in and out. We've already established yeah. that. Mm-hmm. most likely everyone who quote unquote died on the scene did not in fact die on scene. So I think interview cop is actually her dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He is saying, I'm going to destroy everything you love. Yeah. So through devil magic, he ends up in this circumstance where she grows up. Yeah. I'm thinking the last picture, you know, she mm-hmm. was seven with dad. Yeah. She's got this daddy. I got to be a cop complex grows mm-hmm. up. Does his thing. She's super psyched about this thing. Uh, but really, it was his payments plan all along. Uh-huh. And so the only other real people that end up are the hazmat crew, who obviously we know gets right. shot yeah. and killed. Then she gets shot by Officer Dickhead mm-hmm. uh, and kind of fulfills payments prophecy. Yeah. Because he already knows some shit's up. Because when we see him freaking out in the beginning, he's like battling a fucking door. And he is more than happy to get the fuck out of there. I think that's what the movie is. Yeah. I just don't like it. I kind of do like it. And I think what we were talking about with the earned jump scares, I think they earn this downer ending too. Yeah, I think, I think so. The theme that I see. It's ambiguous, but... Yeah, it is. Yeah. But I think like it doesn't bother me when these kinds of endings happen, especially because, you know, that's that's life. Sometimes you don't deserve the shitty things that happen to you. For sure. I think a lot of horror like I like when there's not an easy ending, like she gets away when this is just a terrible situation that she might not have escaped from. And I like the idea that sometimes people are so evil or the things people do are so evil that they linger and they carry on and you feel the effects of these things for generations. And oh, like what I did in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, man. That's why yeah. no one's been back in there since. <laughs> exactly. Right? Yeah. Got to call the hazmat that's why he crew. Had to pee in the, maybe that's why he peed in the lobby. Maybe he went to the bathroom and he was like, this is disgusting. Well, there was poop all over that bathroom. There really was. It was gross. I would not go in that bathroom. No, right. Dude. I'd pee in the lobby. Yeah, I'd definitely pee in the lobby. But yeah, so I like the ending. And I, I can understand why you guys don't. These, And it's not that I like it. It's that I, it's an okay ending. I guess it, it goes back bother. to why I watch movies. I like overcoming things. Yeah. I mean, and I like happy. You talked about it before. And I I like the journey. And like, you know, I get a lot of bad endings in real life with all, you know, and like, I like, I like movies as an escape and I don't like it on a downer because I'm like, I gotta watch another movie now to like bring me back up. The only good downer ending is Empire Strikes Back. Because you got the second one. Well, and you know, there's a sequel. Okay. We won't get into it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't mind the downer ending so much. And I think part of why I watch movies is to kind of get catharsis for a lot of things that I project onto them. And so when it's a downer ending or, you know, a sad ending, I think I can see some of that in my life, you know, and I think, well, Uh, shit. Well, I'm the same way. I just like to do it. Like, I want to be like, if this was me, I would want to overcome this and get through it, not be destroyed by it. And there's a bunch of movies that do that. So I'm kind of glad that this one doesn't do it. And, uh, you know, when we talked to de Blasi, he was, he admitted that he knew this was going to be a controversial way to end Mm -hmm. the movie. And I kind of appreciate that he's a little bit on the, I just don't care kind of bandwagon. 
it. I'm going to do it the way I, I, I want to I definitely think there's a place for it, and I understand yeah. what y'all are talking about. And, like, that, and everybody watches movies for different things, right? right. And, they, and they project different things and connect mm-hmm. in different ways. And it was definitely well done for the ending it was. Yeah. It wasn't like a fuck you ending. Right. 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 It would be a cool sequel to do with like a bigger, more epic, like, they travel to the new police station. There's more police. Like, yeah. You know, like something like that. Yeah. I'm out. I'm a hard out. All right, let's do box office. Yeah, so there isn't box office for this because it wasn't released in theaters, really. It wasn't, and it's breaking our rules. We just said wide release, and Netflix does count as a wide release. Ah, yeah, you're right. And it also did make some money. Like I was telling you, I was trying to look up the episode and and listen back to to get all that sweet Mm -hmm. juiciness, but uh, it is gone and died upon the internet. Yeah, so it is dead. But so this movie did make over $150,000 in domestic DVD and Blu-ray sales. It's not bad. I mean, it, I'm, and, yeah. and honestly, it, it got distribution on Netflix. So yeah. it made money from that. It's it's on video on demand right now. I, I mean, don't I have just gave it numbers. some money on Prime. So. Yeah. yeah. So like all those numbers, like it's it's made money. Yeah. Well, I don't know what the budget was. I don't know if it made money over it was, its budget. You but know, it's, it's, it was a smaller budget for sure. It's pulled yeah. some coin. To that point, it is probably a smaller budget, but yeah. Single it location, doesn't look like it. Limited No, it's, it's great. Yeah. 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 Everyone in it is serviceable. The mm-hmm. main character is awesome. Everyone else is fine. They're even the the sex worker who you think Miracle. was probably the worst. She was fine. She was serviceable. I think when you're a decent actor and you're acting next to someone who's awesome, it makes you look bad. Uh, absolutely. So yeah. I think she's serviceable. She's just not nearly as good as the main character, but it's fine. They spent a ton of the budget, too. I was on the sound. The they, sound design's amazing. And that was smart. Yeah, they had uh, rented out like this super, I, I wish I had all that information, but a super like insane like sound studio to do all the things. Mm-hmm. Like, that's where a lot of the, the, the uh. dough went because he wanted to make sure that was... It works, man. It's it effective. Really does. Like, that sound design the scary. effects are camera effects too like there's uh, if you're thinking through the special effects of this movie i could imagine like uh, monica with her face would be the hardest thing to do and maybe lifting the bag body up and then the people hanging oh but, yeah floaty ghost guy yeah but everything else like Starface could just be makeup and like well a lot so, of is, it, so is monica's face is all makeup yeah you're probably right but it's yeah it's just, all makeup like a lot of, it's just like quick camera turns that make you think you're seeing things that are a lot scarier yes. than they are. Yeah. yeah. And when it's just a flashing thing, you can get away with it not looking as good as it would if you're shining light on it for a long time. So yeah, I think this probably was a pretty small budget, but I mean, it like you said, it doesn't look like it. And I think they used that money very smartly because it's really scary and it's really effective and more people need to see this movie because I think it's really good. All right. So let's talk about Jen's fun facts. Jen's, Jen's fun facts. Fun and I don't facts. really have a lot of fun facts because it's a smaller movie and there's just not really a lot written about it so it was influenced by assault on precinct 13 which i can see I that i haven't seen there's That's two john carpenter there's john it? carpenter's original and there's a remake they're both decent it was also influenced by nightmare on elm street which we said and i think you can see a lot of those influences just kind of in the nightmare dream logic kind of world and it was also influenced by a documentary about charles manson they call the man payment and they talk about him being like payment as a demon being the king of hell and it is the same demon as in the movie hereditary and i'm yeah. gonna link some information to a site well, i shifted that. it first i like because they're not similar movies they're about they're not the at same all similar thing but and I, it's interesting Hot yeah. take, this is the prequel to hereditary <gasps> oh. honestly that could play out because oh, yeah. the, the, the hereditary the could be the people from the cult that escaped yeah. they went to this town and, yeah, so that absolutely could be. What if the end, it pans out and the whole precinct was a miniature 
Inside the treehouse? Yeah. Fuck yeah, I like it. That the mom and the mom's like looking at through the little glasses. Let's thing. Let's make that happen. And then we start hereditary. Boom. And those are my fun facts. So let's get into scary scale. Hey listeners, our scary scale is a scale we use to rank how scared we were by a movie today. It's not a ranking of the quality of the film. It's how scared we were when we watched it today. Our one example is Ghostbusters, and our ten example is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. All right, Todd, go for it. I'm gonna give it a seven. Seven. Interesting. It's right. very scary. I mean, I had many audible, oh, shits, or fuck, or like, oh, my God. Yes, you did. I so much confirm. so that uh, Jacob's dog had to come comfort me. He did. <laughs> More a lot, of, a lot of cell phone looking to try to break it up, too, I saw. Yep. Second yeah. screening. Oh, yeah. I was doing that pretty hard. It was it was effectively scary. I hope to never see this again. That doesn't mean it's not a great movie. Like, if you like scary <laughs> no, shit, you'll probably like this movie. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. I just Todd hates hate it. scary movies. Yeah. I'm going to go with the six. <laughs> yeah? Okay. I was pretty freaked out. Yeah. Yeah. That's all that's I got. It's a good score. Yeah. It yeah. is a good score. Yeah. <laughs> Jacob, what you got? So I'm going to cheat just a little bit Uh-oh. since I knew what to expect this time. Mm-hmm. Not quite fair. So I'm going to go off of what I felt the very first time I watched it, which mm-hmm. was in the dark by myself uh-huh. with headphones on. Jeez. And I'm going to go with Todd on a seven because uh-huh. I would I look over imagine. my shoulders trying to go, is this in the house or is this in the movie? Like, I don't really uh-huh. fucking know. If I had um, watched it by myself at midnight with headphones on, yeah, I would have finger yeah. gunned myself and died. Fucking Pretty positive I turned it off because I didn't remember it the ending. It was an experience. Because so, I was like, nope. Because yeah. I like scary movies, but sometimes when you're by yourself, that's yeah, a Yeah, that's a big no for so me. So it's going to be a seven with Todd on, on this yeah. one as well. All right. I think I'm going to give it a six. Okay. still, it's a really high movie. Like, I get it. Yeah. I mean, I was scared when we were watching it. Now, we will say we were watching it in almost total darkness. So the scenes where everything was dark with the surround sound were very Mm -hmm. effective. It's the kind of scary that I like because it is bloody Uh. and it is gory, but it's not really in your face. It It didn't make me sick to my stomach, but it was really effective and uncomfortable. Yeah. So six. Seven, seven, six, six. Nice. All right. Hey, listeners, did you know that there's a way to review us on Facebook? Because I just found that out. That's awesome. All right. So every week we've been reading reviews Mm -hmm. from people. I have. Yeah, to Mikey. practice my reading skills from various locations. Yeah. So this one's from Facebook. It's not from iTunes. It's not yes. from Castbox. It's not yeah. from whatever. It's from Facebook. So I have the reviewer's full name. Uh, Only use the first it. name. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Kelly recommends the hey, horror Kelly. virgin. She says, <gasps> "That's Kelly from Spencer's of Horror." Yay! Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, cool. Awesome. Oh, cool. Okay, then I'll do over dramatic reading. It's hard to make me laugh out loud. Yeah, it is. And the horror virgin does it on a regular. You're welcome, oh. ladies. I enjoy the movie selection. Jen's always insightful thoughts. <gasps> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and the goddamn wittiness of everyone involved. Dun, 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 dun. Thanks for existing. Oh, well, thank you. That was such a sweet review. Thank you for leaving that. And I want to say, check out Spinsters of Horror podcast because they're great. Too. That's that's uh, Kelly from Spinsters of Horror. It is. I yeah, know that. that's awesome. Yeah. It's it's a great. It's actually called I Spit on Your Podcast, but you can find it under both. Um, and it's really cool. They talk about horror movies, but they talk a lot more like in an academic, research based conversation. Lots of feminism there. It's great. They just did an episode on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and it's awesome. Yeah, so thank you so much for leaving that review, guys. Yeah, guys, thank you so much. If you want to leave us a five-star review from any location, we will read it on the podcast. So please do. It really helps people find the show. Yeah, yeah. We appreciate it. This week, Jacob made me watch Last Shift. What are you guys making me watch next week? Uh, Well, we're not making you watch anything. Are you a week off? No. (laughs) No, the opposite. The listeners are making you watch because we had our June listener request episode. That's right, we did. Yeah. We asked for travel-related horror because it's the beginning of summer and everybody's going on vacation and we wanted to terrify Todd of traveling. And you guys picked The Hills Have Eyes. Uh I haven't seen this movie in a long time, but I'm interested to revisit it. And we're going to watch the remake, which was 
specifically requested by the listeners too. So yeah, well, so I'm excited. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, I've never seen it. I know it exists though, and I know it came mm-hmm. out like early 2000s. I saw I it in theaters. I was not a fan. Get ready, some hot takes from Mike. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. Yep. Nuclear hot takes. Oh, Mikey's we- hot takes burned by the fire of a thousand suns. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, guys. So that's going to do it for us. So if you want to follow us online, we are at Horror Virgin on all the socials. Mikey is at M Randolph 24. I am at Todd J. Awesome as Jen and Jen is at Jen Ferratu. If you want to follow the great guest, Jacob Hopkins, yes. it's Jacob underscore underscore Hopkins. Hopkins. Yeah. Yes. Ah, nice. Absolutely. Good if you want to go to their website, it's modernhorrors.com, mm-hmm. which you can, I'm sure, find our site from there at horrorvirgin.com because we're a part of the Modern Horrors Podcast Network. So check yeah. out their podcast. On that network, we have the Modern Horrors Podcast. We've Sometimes. Got our <laughs> podcast. And we've got... The Final Girls podcast, mm-hmm. and we've got Death Dying and other things. Yeah, you should right? also follow GodCountryFilm.com. You absolutely yeah. should. <laughs> you guys are done filming it already? So, yeah, I think they're That's wrapped amazing. up filming. Some editing's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's awesome. It's on its way. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. If you want to help financially support the podcast, please do and go to Patreon.com slash HorrorVirgin and sign up for one of our awesome levels there. We're currently trying to get a better mic and uh, mixers. Or yeah, they're trying to get me a mic stand because I can't hold my mic close to my face ah, in the podcast. Mikey, Sounds did terrible. you suddenly start walking back and forth down a long hallway? <laughs> he sounded like that song, do you, do you, do you, do you, do you, do you know how to hold the mic? I apologize. Yeah. I'm a terrible podcaster. You are. Yeah. I mean, and so we're trying to get a better <laughs> we're trying to get a better setup. That's what we're going to use the money for yeah. when we eventually I get it up to do that. I want to get a Jackson mic. Yeah. So if you can help financially support us, great, awesome, sign up there at the Patreon. If you can't, that's fine. Just keep telling your friends if family about the show yeah. like you clearly have been doing because the growth mm. has been pretty amazing over the past year yeah. and we have just hit like the one year mark for the show which is insane we have I know yeah I know I can't believe it I can't believe I've been doing this show for a year oh. I've watched a You've whole watched movie over 50 horror week. movies yeah for a year. So guys, we have a lot of fun in the Facebook group every week. So if you can and you're on Facebook, join the Facebook group. If you're not on Facebook, create a fake account like Jen Ferratu did and just you join do. the Facebook group. I'm not That's, friends with anybody. Yeah. I we, just so all I see is Facebook group stuff. It's yeah, fun. it's awesome. But in the Facebook group, guys, we do watch parties, we do questions of the day, we and do. pretty much the the community sort of supplies a shitload of content. That's a lot of fun to be a part of. So yeah, we just join had the a Facebook really interesting group. conversation about like rape revenge films just in general too. So that yeah. kind of stuff's happening. Yeah, lighthearted too. stuff going on. Yeah. It's really light and fun. And about which vegetable is most terrifying. So, Oh, know. that's good. So guys, join that Facebook group. Yeah. I think that's going to do it for us though, right? I think it's going to do it for us. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jacob, for yes, not always. joining us, for letting Hosting us join us. you. Right. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Thank you for scaring the shit You're out of You're welcome. Time. Anytime I you guys want to come here and use this room, you let me know. Awesome. Right. We'll do it. Did, I'm going to move in. Do you in. feel vindicated after Todd ruined three of your favorite movies? I do. I do. Uh, and I'm glad to give a score that was above a one. That's for a change. true. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, that's going to do it from us everybody i'm jen i'm mikey and i'm your horror virgin todd guys (laughs) have a great week bye (laughs) nerds